Well, hello. Hello. Hi. We are here to have a chat with you about spirit boards, commonly known as Ouija boards. And other crap that annoys us. Exactly. <laughs> we get asked a lot about um, spirit boards, Ouija boards, so we just thought we'd have a chat with you and kind of explain and debunk or confirm certain things. You can't confirm anything. No, you can't confirm anything. Realistically, that's very true. But we do know the history of a Ouija board and a spirit board and the reasons potentially why they've got such a bad rep. So from when I was growing up, my mum and other friends and family, they used to say to us it was a board game for them, Sunday afternoon, after dinner, get the board out. And for them, it was a game. See, I always thought it was an American thing. I yeah. honestly didn't know we did it in this country yeah. years ago. There you go. Um, so for me, the thought of getting spirit board out at the dining table on Sunday afternoon is, that's not my idea of fun, put it that way. Um, mm. But it, it just seemed to be quite commonplace, didn't it, really? Well, this is it. I, I honestly didn't know it was, in this country, such a common thing to do of an afternoon. Well, at, at that sort of top era, you know. Some of the investigations we've done, we've met people, and and they said, you know, that's the things they they do. I mean, yeah, like, I know it's, fat, it's I, weird. I won't name them, but there are people who yeah, so it's just what we used to do um, in our spare time, and it was normal. It was a game. Yeah, I just. just <sighs> but then maybe that was before a lot of the films came out, and you well, know. yeah. Were... Now, while there was Ouija board in that band movie, The Exorcist. It was effectively banned. So it, not many people would have seen it. They wouldn't necessarily have related it to anything anything bad unless you were lucky enough to see it. And then, again, it's not really in it much. It's just briefly how she contacts Mr. Howdy. So it's, um, it's kind of a non-issue. No other films really of that era had Ouija boards in them. That's probably why the reputation wasn't too bad at the time. People just used it. It was a bit fun. Then CGI happened, and you can make all things happen with that. Oh, uh, yeah. Demons appear! They don't really. So Well, we haven't seen one yet. <laughs> yeah, hold on, let's touch the wood. Yet. Yeah, no, we don't want any, thank you. Um, but the bit that annoys me is when you ask people why they're scared of a Ouija board, they either don't know, or it's sort of stemmed from what they've been told from films and they're religious people and and parents like parents yeah my mum there was a huge influence she always said to me and if we're on investigation you'll hear me say this she used to say don't dabble in things you don't know about yeah so what do we do <laughs> we set up a paranormal company <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows anything about the paranormal realistically <laughs> because we just don't oh. but, but spirit balls in particular because she had a bad experience with one mm. and so therefore she warned us not to do it but did that experience come... Was That's the thing. We don't know what that experience was. I do. Explain. Because there might be a logical explanation for it. I think she had information come through, mm. which turned out to be true. Right. And I think that scared her. So it's not a bad experience. It's just something she wasn't comfortable with. Yes. There you go. That's my point. Where people say, I've had a bad experience, is it just because they've made it a bad experience, psychologically? Because something happened afterwards, in which case it could be complete coincidence. It is scary, though, because potentially you're communicating with something you can't see, mm. you can't hear. And I suppose for us that's pretty normal, when for others it might not be. But that's my point. People shouldn't be scared of something they don't understand 
if they don't know what it is. No, and when you have a lot of films and there's a lot on social media, you, know, you look on YouTube, you type in, you know, Ouija boards and you see all sorts of crazy things come up. Oh, you know, no. So it's a really big to subject. subject. Right, so what's the biggest thing that people are worried about with a Ouija board? Um, I think, well, there's two things. Mm-hmm. Demons, because right. they seem to think you're going to summon up a demon, yeah. or talking to loved ones. Right. So the talking to loved ones is more of a fear thing. And it's personal as well. Because it's that personal. Yeah. And they either don't want to think of them as still on the other side. Um, or in limbo, or whatever. Um, or they've never really thought about what happens after death to that point. Yeah, and grief is a really big deal, and it affects people in different ways. And I think when you've lost someone close, mm. you, in your mind, you accept that you're not going to see that person again. You're not going to speak to them again. You know, you can't just pick up the phone to them. Then all of a sudden you've got this spirit board and potentially you can communicate with them. Mm. You know, as you and I know, it doesn't just happen. You can't just sit on a board and go, that's it, I'm going to talk to my mum or I'm going to talk to so-and-so. It does not happen. No. Nine times out of ten, when we use spirit boards in our investigations, nothing happens. It just doesn't move. There are times where we've had cracking boards and we've got a lot of information. For example, Gloucester Prison. Mm -hmm. We had a name of a prisoner. He told us what cell he was in. He told us why he was imprisoned. He told us the name of his mum and his wife. He gave us some dates. So that's really interesting. Is that the one that we researched and found him as being the first person or hung there, or the last person hung there? No, this is a different one. Oh. Um, but we can't obviously find out because the records are private, aren't they? Yeah. But, okay, so that family is personal. It's a personal thing. Demons. Let's talk about the demon thing. Mm. Right. My opinion on the demon thing is that it is... Firstly, though, what is a demon? Exactly. This is my thing. What is... You have to have a specific religious belief to believe that that demon that you think might come through the spirit board exists. Exactly. And depending on which religion or which culture that you are from, your demon might not even be a bad one. Because there are some cultures where demons are supposed to be of good. Yeah, they're like our version, like the Western side's version of angels. They're there to protect. They're there to provide you with money. They're there to provide you with security. They're not bad demons they just happen to have the same name so it totally depends where you come from so if you come to me and say i'm concerned about demons i'm going to tell i'm going to ask you which religion are you referring to sorry but i am because until i know what religion you're talking about i don't know what demons are going to come through in your mind then exactly what is a demon that's the thing and the thing about religion a lot of religionists do not like spirit balls wonder why it is said that you can use the spirit board, uh, sorry, spirit board to communicate directly with spirits. Mm-hmm. Yes, but in some religions, you don't. You're not in that spirit phase. No, there is no such thing. Yeah. So they don't like you using it because they don't want you finding out possibly something they've been telling you all along isn't true. But ultimately, it really started as a game. So how far? Mm. How come we've come from it being a game? No, no, no. Let me correct you there. Okay. Ouija boards. Started as a game. Yeah. Ouija. Yeah, so that's a trademark name. Yeah. That was a game. The original spirit board came out, well, the modern version of it, let's say, came out around the time of the massive medium. Is it Victorian era? Yeah. The seances. Seances, spirit communication that way. And it was a case of you couldn't communicate with anybody unless you had a medium who was able to do it. Or you, they would use knocking. 
Yes. And it was literally the slowest way of communicating you could ever think of. And we have all seen those movies or heard of those movies where you've got a table on wheels and you've got a tablecloth and you've got like mm-hmm. some sort of um, cloth over the lampshade to make it all red, red cloth. Yeah, I don't quite know why you say shit red. With no. Um, no. But anyhow, so yeah, we've all seen those knock once, you know, move the table, things fly around. Yeah. So, so the way they use, other than directly... Talking or it coming through them because they were possessed. Channeling. Channeling. Um, Other than that, it used to be a case of if your name begins with A, tap. If your name begins with B, tap. And they would have to go through every letter of the alphabet for each individual letter of their name. But as we know, the spirit board, it's all laid out in front of you. Exactly. So what happened then? It put them out of business. Yes, because they didn't need them anymore. So who is the biggest culprit for giving spirit boards a bad name? mediums why because they lost their business they people didn't need the middleman anymore so of course they're gonna a tell woman. a woman <laughs> don't want to be a woman stan um, <laughs> so yeah i mean it kind of makes sense the people who have lost their business because they're no longer needed are gonna be going around telling people oh you shouldn't be doing that this could happen you shouldn't be doing that they've planted the seed in the people who have used those boards because they've lost their, their income completely. And I think but now we're of an age, maybe, where we... You know, back in the 60s, you didn't have the films. Nope. What exactly. we have now. So, therefore, we've grown up with a slightly different yeah. opinion of them, haven't we? So, they've gone from being really, really useful cutting out the middle person, but getting a bad rep briefly for taking away people's business. To all hell letting loose. To just being... An, well, yeah, and then it moved into the stage of... It was just a table game. Yep. It was a standard game. I will tell you a story about that in a minute. Um, and now we've gone into the films where it's been turned into this evil communication device which can summon portals and demons from... We don't know which religion. No. Um, leaving us with very little information, really, as to whether it actually happens or not. Quite frankly, never experienced it myself. And while we're on the subject of Ouija boards, the fact is that these things have been around... For donkey's years in other cultures, we're not the first people in the West to use it. It started in the East. They've been using spirit boards for years. So it's nothing new. It was never nothing. It was never anything new. It was never anything new when it came into Victorians. Good to know that actually they've been around a lot longer than just the Victorian time. They were out well beforehand. And I just think that's a really, really good thing to know when you're making a decision about your opinions on a Ouija board. there we go they are see anyway so the ouija board itself yep (laughs) as the story goes the guy who patented it yeah as a ouija board was it brothers that patented it no one particular bloke and he patented it patented it as a ouija board that's where the name came from the person who was giving him the patent wanted to test it to see if it worked now, the guy who was trying to get the patent, I can't can't remember his name, it's all online if you want to look it up. Um he was on the board at the time. So his finger was on the little planchette, along with the guy who was trying to give him the patent and a friend. Right? So what had happened was the guy who was trying to get the patent found out all this information about the, the guy <laughs> who he'd gone to to get the patent. This is like a what happened world story. Oh, I know. So 
every question this guy asked, obviously he was giving him the right, he was moving it to get the pattern and he was, he was blindsided by it completely and gave him the pattern for it. So there we go. The whole thing was fake from the beginning. <laughs> we all have different beliefs. We're not saying this is right or wrong. No, that is. That's historical record. Is it? Yes. Really? It's on the American pattern record sheet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. You've got to, before you make an opinion on anything, you really got to know what the actual history of stuff is. Yeah. In fact, they're not my favourite choice of... Um you know, uh, equipment during investigations. Whereas I love them because you get, apart from the spirit box, you get very specific information. You can get names and dates, assuming they can spell. That's a bit of a downfall. Yeah, but I think you have to um, also trust the people you are with. Oh, God, yeah. Because if you got a group of friends, you know, and quite often people say, oh, when's my birthday? Well, your friend's probably going to know. They're going to know. So Karen obviously knows when my birthday is. Well, I did, didn't. Up until... <laughs> I forgot. Until about two hours ago. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think you really got to trust your instinct and, you know, trust the people you're with as well. Yeah, but we have come up with a way of sort of evidencing the potential. Yeah, there are little things we can, well, we do do, don't yeah. we? Do-dos. Do-dos. We do do's on our investigations, um, which if you come along, we will happily explain to you and we'll yeah, show you. Yeah, we're not telling you over this. No. Oh, no. But if you've been on one with us, you've seen it. You might have seen it already because um, I've used it a few times just to prove that the family member that this person is talking to is their family member. Well, I can't actually prove if it's their actual family member, but I can prove if there is a spirit moving it, not a person. Yeah. So there are ways around figuring that out if you don't trust somebody also just the simple things turning your finger upside down yes. you've got no friction then no not on the side mind and also another giveaway is at the end of your finger people push the glass their finger tends to go a different color yeah because you're putting pressure on it another reason we put a torch on so exactly. we can see what people are doing um and you know again it is it is a choice, isn't it? There's no, you don't have to use a spirit board um, on an investigation. Some people seem to associate with paranormal investigations, oh, must do a spirit board, must do a spirit board. But I reckon a large majority of the time, people want to do a spirit board because they want to speak to a loved one. Mm. Um, and we find in all investigations that there are always people who don't want to do one as well. Yeah. But they're happy to watch, but they won't take part. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. We don't mind. Yeah. You do what you're comfortable with. But a lot of time, they're more comfortable once they know the history of a Ouija board rather than just what they've seen on television. And also, I think when they know, um, you know, it's not scary. So we did one recently at Gloucester Prison. The first one we did, it scared a few people because a name came out which they felt scared of. Yeah. So all we did is we closed the wall down because our idea is not to scare people. Yeah. You've got to be comfortable um, with what you're doing. Um, so we closed the wall down. We went to a different part of the prison and then we did a second one and it was all fine. People, mm -hmm. everyone joined in and we actually got, that's where we got some really good information, some very accurate information as well. Yeah. So they do have their uses. I had somebody ask me if, um, you know, when you're opening a board. Yes. When I'm... You know, this is totally up to you what you guys do. This is nothing to do with me and anybody else. But personally, I don't open them if I'm doing it myself. And the reason for that is I don't believe in anything to use to protect with. So where you find some people do a little opening, they say, oh, men at the end. 
or they say blessed be, or they say mote it be. If someone did that when I was on the board and they opened it with a protection prayer that ended with amen, that would be nothing to me, absolutely nothing. So I don't see the point. See, whereas I'm different, I will open a board and for me, I, I was kind of asked to work within the white light protection um, and with the truth and the love and the light. That's how I I do it. And what is the truth, the love and the light? Well, it's truth with love and light, isn't it? It's the white light protection. Mm-hmm. And you, you're using the board with the truth, so you're asking for truth, mm-hmm. love and light. What is that? Truth. Means nothing. For me, it does. And uh, that's what I mean. I think, it actually, then. for you, yeah. that means something, which yeah. is why when we're doing public investigations, group investigations, I never know the best way to open that board because what someone feels comfortable with, somebody else wouldn't. Yeah, for me, that's my comfort. So you kind of But you're not me. on it. No, but we open it. Yeah, and but you're, look at me. you're not on that board. So no. who? What are you protecting if they don't believe in the same thing you do? No, but because I, we are responsible for opening boards and closing boards, this is what we do. Um, you know, I'm putting that into it. Like you say, you, you know, I'm asking for the spirits and the people in this room to work together within the truth and the love and the light. Yeah, which to me means absolutely no. nothing. Um, but I think you know personally, I'm happy with that. But it might be a customer prefers to do their own thing, like you do. Yeah. So it's something you can say. That's say it out loud. You can even say it to yourself, can't you? Yeah. Um. So it's whatever you're comfortable with. So there's no right. What I'm trying to say, it's no right or wrong way. Exactly. It's what you're comfortable with. It's what you're comfortable with. And when you're not comfortable with a Ouija board because you've been given all these ideas, are you ever going to be comfortable with one? Really? No. I, mean, I said they're not my cup of tea. Personally, I, I will open and close. It's not them. you personally. I'm no. talking about. I'm just talking in general. Yeah. Yeah, but I think but, that's the same for lots of people, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that's the most important thing is when you're doing anything with paranormal is stay within your comfort zones because no one wants you running out to scare. Because you get a group of people, right? You can't all fit for the door at the same time. Well, it's a fact. Yeah, it does happen. <laughs> We've tried. <laughs> if you're in a tunnel, it's a confined space. You ain't yeah. all going to be running up that tunnel together <laughs> unless you get your elbows out. Um, so it's not the idea is not to scare you. You know, but it, we're not there to scare but We want to get information. That's the whole point. And yeah. the board can be a very good tool for getting information. a good tool, whether it works or not. It's a different matter. But you remember in um, Practical Magic, yes, and he held up his thing, and it said, "It's got power because you believe it does." Yes, I am a big believer in that. Okay. So where you say we were saying about opening boards and it's comfortable for you, that has power because you believe it does. Yes. And that's what kind of what I meant by it means nothing to me because I don't believe there's any power in that. Yeah. So I've got my pentagram on my arm. That's my star. And that's all I usually use. And that's enough for me to believe that I'm protected. So well, that's what works for you. Exactly. But what I'd like just to get across to the people who aren't so comfortable with Ouija boards is who are hopefully still listening by this point. Yeah. Um, there's nothing to be scared of as long as you believe there isn't. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that goes with a lot of things, though, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. That goes with anything so in general. general. Yeah. But if for anyone that is just concerned about even trying it, yes. you aren't going to take anything home. You're just not. It's not possible that we're aware of. People say they do, or they have, but is that just because they believe they have? And it's a psychological thing. They believe they've been followed home, so they're going to believe it. If you believe you haven't, then you haven't. Power of thought. Ooh. It's like, well, we talk about paradolia, oridolia, and all those kind of things, isn't it? That's 
your brain working. You have no control over that. Mm. Not everyone can see the same thing because everyone's brain works differently. Should we talk about that? We can do. But why don't you do that in a separate podcast? Because this isn't long enough. Okay. Well, there we go. We'll do. Um, we'll have a chat about pareidolia and oridolia and just to explain why we see the things that we see and other people don't see it. Which kind of is more your forte? Yeah, because you see everything and you believe everything. <laughs> <laughs> or I run away from stuff. I'm not sure which. Yeah, no. <laughs> no fact. I'll correct you. I don't hear everything because I literally cannot hear no. that well at all. Especially with no batteries in your no, aids. Which is the situation at the moment. Yeah, so I'm her ears. I have a really sensitive hearing. I don't. I'm the opposite. Absolute opposite, which is why I don't hear whistles. When you say, oh, do you hear that whistle? No. It's stupid me asking, really. It is, really, yeah. But, yeah. I do anyway. Keep you involved. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no. You no, I didn't no. <laughs> But I can see that, though. Is that a shadow on the wall? No. No, it's paradolia. No, it's paint. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, it's just a wonky brick. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, uh, orbs. Oh, orbs. I think we're going to do a pet peeve series. Yeah. We'll do a peeve series. Mm. Okay, so the part one peeve series. We'll work on part two. Yeah. I think we've got part three more already summed up anyway. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you join us again. And yeah, we will look forward to. I say look forward to chatting with you, but it's a bit of a one way street. I'm just chatting to Karen. Damn it. Mm. Oh, someone please talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that, if you've got any questions, ping us a message like Facebook, Instagram. We've even moved on to the world of TikTok. We're so young. Yay. Yay. Really <laughs> <laughs> Although none of us know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> We've passed it on to the younger members of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they'll be doing a good job on that. Hopefully, <laughs> but hopefully, yeah. Just message us. Yeah, message us if you want us to talk about anything or. You know, eventually when we cut round to being able to do some lives and bits and pieces, you're welcome to join us as well. So, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that so far. Yeah, Pet um, Peeves series on the way. Pet Peeves 2 coming up. Woohoo! See you later. <laughs> Bye.